we, we refuse to just say, okay, unless God says so. When God says it's time to say, okay, that's when we say, okay. Other than that, devil, you got to get past my God. Disease and sickness, you got to get past my God. And as long as God is on the throne, everything bows to him. The devil, disease, sickness bows to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we're just so glad that we know you, so glad that we are called as your children into your kingdom, Lord, into your presence, Lord, into your love. For you alone, God, you alone, God, have the answers to this life. You alone are the light in the midst of the darkness. You alone, God, can bring us into a place of peace, of joy, of love, Lord, of sanity. We just thank you, God. So, Lord, this time has been committed to you, oh, God. Lord, now as you, we turn our attention to your word, we ask that you would speak through your word from your heart to your people, Lord God. Lord, spirit to spirit. Lord, get the man out of the way so you can speak spirit to spirit, Lord God, so that your people will be encouraged and edified and lifted up in your name, Lord. We thank you. Amen. 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 You, you know... What happened to the year? Where'd it go? It was February a minute ago. So then it was July. Now it's December. What happened? The time has just gone past. You know, the, the scripture says that unless the Lord shortened the days that even the very elect would be lost. Now there's a debate as to whether that shortened the days meant made it less days or literally shortened the days. So that what we experienced, the time that we experienced before is not the time we're experiencing now. Now, I know that when you're young, everything seems forever. It's like, it's like everything is forever. As you get older and it's like, eh, it's a week, I, nah, that's nothing. But now I'm hearing young people saying that the time is going by fast. That's right. That's right. So um, just think about that. That's not the message for today. But just... Think about it, that the Lord is doing something because it's like the time is going by like way too fast, way too fast. A day is a, a blink. So, but we're here. And, and the Lord put this, as I looked over the year and I looked over the things that's happened and I looked over how things is happening in our world, the Lord brought me with, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And, and we know that him, right? I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Now, you know, you know the, I know, I know, Pastor D. Now, in the original songs is that Satan had me bound. Jesus lifted me. But in the Kojic version of that song, Satan had me bound. Jesus set me free. So, you know, and then it was, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad. For 20 minutes. But, <laughs> you see, but 
you know, there was a reason why we did that. Now, I didn't understand it when I was a kid. It, it was just fun when I was a kid. And then it was kind of tiring when I was a teenager, but it was, but, but it was a reason because it, it, it goes back to the understanding that I have a feeling that everything's going to be all right. Because once that song starts getting in your soul, it start, once you start singing it and you keep singing it, it get into your, I mean, it, it starts to permeate every part of your being and then you start to believe it. And for some of us, some of us, it might take 20 minutes. <laughs> of singing just the same verse till we get to that point where oh I feel oh I got it now I got it I really am glad now it took me like 12 minutes to get there but I'm glad now <laughs> and and the Lord just kept reminding me of our relationship with with, with him I read an article yesterday, and I knew I shouldn't have read it. I knew, I knew. No, it was Friday. It wasn't yesterday. It was Friday. I wouldn't read that article on Christmas. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have read it. But somebody is, is proclaiming that they want to restore America to its Christian values. I got so upset. One reason is because the person that's saying that is one of the meanest, most vicious, ugly people that you'd ever want to see. Their behavior is horrible. But they talking about restoring America to its Christian values. And then in my mind, it's like, what Christian values are you talking about? I don't think you understand what Christian values really are. <laughs> I think you're a little confused. You know, they, they, they claim... God's righteousness in their causes, but they fail to display his character in their actions. So you could, this is God's cause, but you've got to do things the way God would do it. Hmm. And there is clear when you understand the word, um, it's clear for when you study the word that this is how the flesh acts and this is how the spirit acts. So whatever you think we're trying to do, whatever we're trying to accomplish, we've got to keep those lines clear. So if you would turn with me to Galatians, the fifth chapter, and starting at the 13th verse, but I'm going to read from the contemporary English version. My friends, you were chosen to be free. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do anything you want. Use it as an opportunity to serve each other with love. All that the law says can be summed up in the command to love others as much as you love yourself. But if you keep attacking each other like wild animals, you had better watch out or you will destroy yourselves. If you are guided by the spirit, you won't obey your selfish desires. The spirit and your desires are enemies of each other. They are always fighting each other and keeping you from doing what you feel you should. But if you obey the spirit, the law of Moses has no control over you. People's desires make them give in to immoral ways, filthy thoughts and shameful deeds. They worship idols, practice witchcraft, hate others, and are hard to get along with. People become jealous, angry, selfish. They're not only arguing cause trouble, but they are envious. They get drunk, carry on wild parties, and do other evil things as well. I told you before, and I am telling you again, no one who does these things will share in the blessings of God's kingdom. 
God's Spirit makes us loving and happy and peaceful and patient and kind and good and faithful and gentle and self-controlled. There is no law against having any of these ways. And because we belong to Christ, we have killed our selfish feelings and desires. God's Spirit has given us life, and so we should follow the Spirit. But don't be conceited or make others jealous by claiming to be better than you are. The Word is very clear about what it looks like when we're following our flesh and what it looks like when we're following our spirit. And it's like people are acting like they are confused about what it is that God really wants and how God wants us to behave. Read the book. Whatever we believe our cause is, there's certain things that we're just not allowed to do as children of God. Even if we have a problem with each other, there's a way that we've got to deal with each other. We can't just be fighting and quarreling and hurting each other. You can't be putting people down because they don't believe what you believe. You can't be condemning and judging because someone has a different view. You know, it, it's, it's amazing because, you know, a lot of Christians have set themselves up as like, we're standing up for God. But then you have another person that's a Christian that's looking at you and say, but what God are you standing up for? Because I don't, I don't, I, nah, I ain't with that what you're doing. So even amongst ourselves, we have to fight to try to get to what, what do we really believe? So how do we point a finger at the world and be beating up on everybody else and all of us are not even on the same page? Mm. So the Lord brought me to, look, man, the government is unreliable. Our leaders are unreliable. Even the weather is unreliable. Remember when we used to have seasons? Remember it was hot in the summer and cold in the winter? <laughs> remember, remember when it used to be like that? That you, you knew it gradually got colder and the leaves fell off the trees and you know snow was coming. And it stayed like that until it started to get a little warmer. And you, it's not like that no more. We, we have spring, winter, summer, and fall in one year, in one season, just in one, and just, you, you just hang out for a little while, the weather just going to change. So what God said to me, it's like, look, the world is spiraling out of control. It's spiraling out of control. And with all that's happening today and the dire forecast for tomorrow, there's still something to be glad about. There's still something to be glad about because I'm looking at the people that's calling themselves standing up for the name of Jesus, but are doing things completely opposite of the word of God. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he has helped us when we studied the word of God. And I don't know about studying Matthew this time around, going through the parables and the, the idea that he that have ears, let them hear becomes the thing that is just standing, this is just so loud in my mind. Because not everybody's going to hear. Not everyone is going to get it. That the mysteries of the kingdom was given to those who want to hear it. But I realize it's not something special that I did that I can hear it. It's nothing special that I did that I, I'm able to see what Jesus is talking about. 
It's nothing special I did that understands how important and how valuable the kingdom actually is. It wasn't nothing I did that made that happen. It's about what Jesus did for me. So what is there to be glad about? Well, I'm just going to give you a few things that I'm really glad about, and then we can go back home. First of all, I'm so glad that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, with the understanding that God created the heavens and the earth, we don't have to wonder about what is it we're supposed to be doing. God created this. God is in control of it. We don't have to worry about aliens coming, destroying the planet. We don't have to worry about the zombie apocalypse. These things that go beyond the scope of what God said he will and will not do, we don't have to worry about it because we know that God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke them into existence. And not only that, but he actually created me from the dust of the ground. And then he breathed life into me and I became a living soul. And then for the woman, he took the rib out of me and formed the woman and brought the man and the woman together. We don't have to be confused because he said <coughs> he made them. I'm so glad that when I look in the mirror, I don't have to wonder what am I? Who am I? For the word of God has already defined that for me. When I see in the mirror, I see a man. Now I see a flawed man that got some stuff that need, need to get right, but I see a man I don't have to like, who am I really? It doesn't represent, what am I seeing in the mirror? Does it really represent who I am on the inside? I don't have to worry about that because when I go back to the word of God, I know what God has already said about who I am. So I hold on to that and every other thought must come into subjection to who, what God said I already am. Now hear me clearly. I feel bad for someone that look in the mirror and don't know who they are. They look in the mirror and they can't determine, am I what I'm looking at? I feel bad for them, but I'm so glad that I know that God created us. I'm so glad that this same God that created us, when we messed up from the first man to this man, Adam, where are you? I'm so glad that that same God that created us, that even though I messed up, he still called my name. He knew I messed up. He knew where I was, but he came looking for me anyway. He gave me an opportunity to repent. He gave me an opportunity to turn it around. He gave me an opportunity to restore a relationship with him. Even though I was the one that messed it up, it's that same God that came looking for me. And I'm so glad that he did. So glad. Because he could have easily just wiped me out. Could have wiped Adam out. Could have wiped Eve out. But he didn't. He brought a way to restore them back into his presence. Back into fellowship and relationship with him. I am so glad that that's the God that we serve. I'm also so glad that that same God, that same God shows mercy and grace. Because he said, if there was 10, I wouldn't destroy. 
People think about God as being so hard and mean in the Old Testament. But when I look at it like that, he's like, look, look, look. He entertained the conversation with a man trying to save his family. He entertained that conversation, even though he knew how bad it was. He, he let the man, uh, but, 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 but would you wipe away the wicked, the, 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 the righteous with the wicked? And it, I wouldn't do that, man. I wouldn't do that. But, 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 but if it was just 50 out of two cities, 50 out of two cities, if, if it was 50, I, I wouldn't do that, man. Then he's like, mm, might not be 50. So we got that, but 10. So, okay, okay, let's, let's roll with 10. If, there, if I could find 10, not that I even know, but if I could find 10, would you, would you spend? He said, man, if there was even 10 people out of two cities, two cities, I wouldn't destroy it. I'm so glad that the God that I serve, his judgment is predictable. It's not like he just got up one day and felt like he going to do something to somebody. Or who is the worst one on the planet today? Let me just get them. No, he sends warnings. He sends, he sends an opportunity to repent. He sends someone to let them know what they're supposed to be doing. And it said the cry had gotten so bad that something had to be done at this point. It could not continue on. But here was the thing. Two cities could have been saved by 10 righteous. That's the God that we serve. That's the God. And I'm so glad that now when we look around at our communities, our country, our nation, when we look around, it's like, God, there's 10 of us. Lord, there's 50 of us. Lord, I'm sure we can get about 100. We might even be pushing 1,000. And God, for our sake, don't wipe away the righteous with the wicked. I'm so glad that if there's some that believe in God and are willing to do what God says, they will Hold back the hand of judgment. Yes, yes. Now, something's going to have to happen, but we won't be wiped away completely. I'm so you, you know, because I, I tell you the truth. I know there's some of us that's like, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, they ain't speaking for me. And he says, I got you, though. I got you. Because people talk about the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah, and God hated their wickedness. Well, God might have hated their wickedness, but they was destroyed because there was no righteousness. They was destroyed because there was no righteousness. As wicked as they were, if there had been at least 10 people out of two cities. Two cities. That's two and a half persons per city. I would not have destroyed it. So when our God brings judgment, you know that it needs to be done. It's not a matter of he just doing it just because he feel like it. It's because the cries have become too much. And, you know, as we're going through this journey and we're pushing forward, I am so glad that as I'm going forward, when I lift up my eyes to the hills, I know where my help comes from. 
as I'm on my journey, my pilgrimage to get closer to God, when I'm feeling too tired, too stressed, too whatever, I can lift up my eyes and I see that hill that's in front of me. I see that mountain that I have to climb. I see the distance that I have to go. I'm so glad I know where my strength comes from. It's not just about how strong I am, not just about what I can do within myself, but I know behind a shadow of a doubt, my help comes from the Lord. That same God that made heaven and earth. Ha! That same one. That whatever I need to get to where I got to go, God has it for me. All I got to do is hold on to it. Now, now you know that on this journey, sometimes we slip, we fall, we mess, you know. It don't go as well as we want it to. <laughs> sometimes the, the disappointments is really big. Sometimes the mess ups are really big. Sometimes that happened. But I'm so glad that he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. I'm so glad that God had already set the plan in motion, knowing that this knucklehead guy was going to be following him and that he had to do something because somebody's going to have to pay. Somebody's going to have to take the punishment, but I've got you covered because I've already determined how this thing is going to be resolved, how righteousness will continue, how justice will continue, how accountability will continue. I've decided that I'm going to send my son for you. I'm so glad that God so loved the world because I'm so glad that this was about love. The restoration, the redemption, the healing, the salvation is about love. I'm so glad that we know that. See, because people are confused and thinking about everything else, but they're not knowing what the Bible actually says. I'm so glad that we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son. I am so glad. When we talk about what we go through this year, the stuff that you've been through, be glad because you, 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 you know this stuff, you know, and, I, and I'm so glad that the Lord is my shepherd. Yes. I have everything I need. I have everything I need. You know, sometimes we start, well, 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 I, I need this and I need that and I need the other thing. It's like, well, yeah, you might need it, but are you going to die without it right now? So if you're not going to die without it right now, then you actually have everything you need. <laughs> We've got to get this thing straight in our head. I want this thing. I might even need this thing. And we might feel desperate for it right here at the moment. But are you still alive? Are you still breathing? Are you still functioning? Then you actually have everything you need. And what did the Lord say? He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. So if you got everything you need to get through today, then what's going to happen tomorrow? We just do the same thing again. I'm so glad that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear any evil. I'm so glad. I mean, some of these things that we read and some of these things that we rehearse, some of these things we've heard for decades, are you stop and think about, I'm so glad. I am so glad that he prepares 
a table for me in the presence of my enemies. All of those haters that was trying to get me, God has given me something to eat right in their face. Okay, maybe it's just me. But it's like, you, 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 you want me to die. You want me to fail. You want me, but God has already prepared a place for me. He has already set it up that I'm going to prosper and have what I need right while you trying to get me. I'm so glad that his rod and his staff follow me, that he's correcting and saving, correcting and saving, correcting and saving. I'm so glad that goodness and will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm so glad that I know that this is true. I know that this is right. I know that this is what God is doing. I am so glad. You know, and you know what? I am, I'm so glad that, that Mary and Joseph was willing. You, I mean, somebody shows up it gotta be an angel, don't look like a person, shows up and says, um, don't be afraid to take the, the, the young lady as your wife because what the baby she carrying is of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and even poor Mary, young girl, minding her business, ready to get married, saying, uh, baby girl, you about to have a baby. He's like, no, what, who? Who who gonna, who gonna have a baby? I didn't do nothing. I didn't do. I haven't done not one thing that should bring me to the place of having no baby. I did not. I have not known a man. But said, let it be as you have said. Now again, she wasn't doubting. She was just questioning how that how that happened. <laughs> it's like because I I haven't done anything. So how that happened? It's gonna be a child born of the Holy Spirit. And she said, let it be as you have said. And then you have this man that said, I'm going to take you as my wife and I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to have nobody embarrass you or the baby that we're going to raise. I'm so glad that we had Joseph and Mary who kept the Savior safe. They took him to Egypt to keep him out of the way of the of King Herod. I'm so glad that they were able to hear from God and they were brave enough to follow God and that they watched over the Savior and poured into his life and taught him some things so that he grew in favor with God and with man. I'm so glad that Joseph and Mary was actually willing. So glad. I'm so glad that that same Jesus didn't stay a baby, but he continued in his ministry and that he was moved with compassion. Y'all got to come to Bible study to really understand this. All the stuff Jesus went through. The fact that he still was willing to heal these folks. He tried to get away from them. They chasing him down. He's still healing them. And feeding them lunch. Yes, yes. When he trying to get some me time, just trying to find some place to be quiet by himself. And they chasing him down because they still want some. And he did it because he was moved with compassion. 
I am so glad that we see that as an example of our Savior, that the way that he lived his life was nothing but to just give to those whom he came to save. Even when there were people who were hostile against him, even when there were people who were indifferent and talking bad about him, he still was moved with compassion. All you want is just to be healed, but I'm not asking you that right now. I'm seeing what your problem is. So I'm going to do something for you, and I'm going to pray that you receive the message of the gospel. He was moved with compassion. I am so glad that that's the Savior that we're following. Because it wasn't about, watch what I can do. It wasn't about selling a prayer quote. It wasn't about, you know, I'm, I'm giving these tassels for 10 talents. Now it's like, no, not Jesus. But because he was moved with compassion, can you imagine if that was the model that you could do for people, but make sure that you get, <laughs> make sure you get your offering first? And if they don't give you an offering, don't go back to that town no more. But our Jesus was moved with compassion. And I'm so glad that when we're talking about how do we minister, how do we serve God's people, it's because of compassion. Is that everything that we do and everything that we pour out is because we, uh, we, we see a need and we're trying to help to make that better. That's important. I'm so glad that we could see that so that when the money people show up, you can say that's not what this is about. When you don't get the offering, you can say this is not, that's not what this is about. When you see the person sitting there like this, and you pouring out your heart, you say that's not what this is about. When you don't get no amens. That's not what this is about. When nobody says thank you for that bag of food that you gave them, that's not what this is about. Because the model that we was given was someone who was moved with compassion. And then I'm so glad that he died for me. Now, I don't know about y'all, and this might seem a little selfish, but you do understand that the price of your salvation could be your death and a torturous death, not a nice death. Not like a quick and you're gone, but beat, stripped naked, nailed to a cross and left to die, just left to die. That could be the price of our salvation, but the Lord did it for us. I am so glad because how can, can you be sure that if the price of your salvation was torture, that you'd still be saved today? If, can you be sure that if you had to suffer having nails driven through your arms and dri nails driven through your feet and being slashed and beat like that, can you be sure that you'd still be saved today? I'm going to answer for you. No, you couldn't be sure because a lot of us don't even raise your hand at me, much less come at me with a nail. Okay, y'all can, can act like that ain't true or not. But let someone come and say, I'm going to knock your head off. And you're going to just like. That's not what's going to happen. What? And it's like, I'm going to knock. Oh, I, I thought you said you was going. Oh, I had to. <laughs> it was a reflex. I had to get you first because you, 
You're talking like you're about to do something because I, so I ain't going to wait till you do it. I'm so glad that the son of the living God died on the cross for me. Because if that was the price of my salvation, I don't know if I would be saved. I don't know if I had to submit to torture. Would I still, would I be saved? But he died for me. He took that punishment for me. And then, you know, I'm so glad that he rose from the grave. See, because when he rose from the grave, he sort of set it free that great, the, the death is just something you go through. It's something that don't hold on to you. It's not something that ends anything. It's just a transition into something better. I'm so glad that now, no matter what we face, no matter how bad it gets, you understand that even if it ends in your death, you still know this is just a transition from this end to the other end. So you can end up in the hospital. You can be gasping for your breath, but you still know that Jesus is Lord. You still know that he's too good not to believe. You still know that this is not the end, no matter how it stops him. It's not the end. Whether he heals me out of this bed or whether he takes me to glory, I know because Jesus died from the cross. I am so glad that we know death is not the end. We know that that's not how it stops. We know that there's an eternity of a life that's greater before us. I'm so glad. With the world we're living in now, you don't know. But y'all was minding your business. Living your life, doing your thing. Next thing you know, both of you are in the hospital. How many folk that they was doing okay? Next thing you know, they gasping for breath. You don't know. And we, what we're dealing with right now, I saw an article that says, well, we all going to get it. Just, just make it up in your mind that we all going to get this variant. The way that it's spreading, we all going to get it. That's what, that's what one prediction is. But I'm so glad that Jesus rose from the dead and I don't have to worry about no kind of pandemic, COVID-19 or whatever else they come up with. Delta, Omicron, whatever else is next in the Greek alphabet. Whatever it is, I know that that's not the end because my Savior rose from the dead and because he is alive, I know that I can live. I'm so glad I don't have to have that worry. I'm so glad I don't have to be concerned about what's going to happen next. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. See, and, and then, you know, that, that's not how it ended, because, you know, the, the earth was never intended to be heaven. So for all those people that's trying to create heaven on earth, earth was never intended to be heaven. The Garden of Eden was never intended to be heaven. None of this, because Jesus ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. I am so glad that now there's a space in heaven for a redeemed man, one who died and was rose again, one who has been changed from what they were before, and Jesus was the first fruits of that, and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he went to prepare a place, so he's coming back to redeem us unto that place. I am so glad that we know that we have a greater home we got a place to go, some place to spend eternity that is way better than this. I am so glad. See, because I'm tired of this. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired. I'm t 
I'm tired of the pandemic. I'm tired of the government. I'm tired of the weather. I'm tired of it. Can't depend on nothing no more. Nothing. Wear a hat, don't wear a hat. Put on a sweater, don't put on a sweater. I don't know. Because one in the morning is one thing, in the afternoon is something else. But I'm so glad that I know that Jesus went to prepare a place for me. And the last thing I'm glad about, he's coming back. He's coming back. And he's coming back to get me. Now you can come too, but he's coming back to get me. <laughs> See, and look, you got to make it personal. He, digging down, he's coming back to get me. Now you, you got to claim yours, but I'm, I'm claiming mine. <laughs> he's, come, he's coming back to get me. Pastor D, I love you with all my heart, but he's coming back to get me. And you going to, amen. So we got all got something to be glad about because he's coming back to get, hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't just go to prepare a place. He's coming back to get me. See, because I know that when that day comes, there will be the trump of God. And those who are dead shall be raised. And those that are, who remain will be caught up to meet them in the air and to forever be with the Lord. I'm so glad that I have that to hold on to. And that is my hope. That is my strength. So when everything else is going crazy, when the world doesn't seem to make no sense, there's still something to be glad about. Bow your heads with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we made it through the year. And we got just a few more days before watch night service. But when we look back at how far the Lord has brought us through all the things that happened, and don't, don't take it for granted that you're still here. Because there's still a lot of people that did not make it, that are not here, didn't get through the year. There's still people that's in the hospitals now. There's still people that's suffering now. But then there's people who oblivious to what's going on. Be glad that that's not you. There are people that do not understand that there's a God sitting on the throne that's watching them. Be glad that that's not you. There are people who have given up their faith or have changed their faith into politics. Be glad that that's not you. There's something to be glad about. The Lord your God watches over you, keeps you, protects you, and will deliver you. So, Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for loving us that much, God. Thank you that we're not walking in the darkness. Thank you that you have given us your word. We thank you, God, that we have ears that hear. Ah, God. We are grateful that we have ears that hear almighty God. That Lord, that we can study your word and get those truths and be glad about all that you've already said, all that you've already done. The revelation of your character, Lord. The understanding of what it is that you're doing in us and through us. 
for your name's sake, for your glory's sake, for your kingdom's sake, oh God. So Lord, we ask that you would just help us again. Keep this attitude, Lord God. If you spare us another year, Lord, if you spare us another year, if you bring us through another season, oh God, Father, help us to remember to be glad about all that you've done. With whatever it is that we have to face, keep that in our hearts, Lord God, that we will continue to be glad, Lord, because all the good things that we see, all the good things that we feel come from you and you alone. So, Lord, I pray for those that have been lost in the darkness. I pray for those, oh God, that have gotten caught up in the anger and the bitterness and the hostility. Lord, I intercede for them today. Lord, that you, by your spirit, will break through, Lord. Father, I know that you give us chance after chance after chance. And Lord, I'm pleading for another chance, Lord. I'm pleading for another opportunity, oh God, for those to repent, to follow your word, to follow your spirit, to open their hearts to receive from you, Lord God, that your love and your joy and your peace Lord God would pour out in their lives. Lord, that you would break through the anger, the hostility, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I plead the blood over their ears, over their eyes, over their spirits, oh God. Lord, that you would break the deception, Lord God. Break through the lies, Lord God. Break through the corruption, Lord God, so that your name will be praised. Lord, tear down every vehicle of deception now in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything that is promoting the lies, we ask that you would tear it down now, God, so that truth would remain. Lord, starting with your church, starting with your church, Lord, then moving into the homes, Lord God, in the communities, the states, the nations, and the world, oh God, for your glory's sake, for the kingdom's sake, Father, we thank you. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless you, keep you, let his face shine upon you.